have seen uh, Lord of the Rings, the the first one. You've seen all three of them. Yeah, right? yeah. The Lord of the Rings. Okay, the Fellowship of the Ring. Okay. So do you remember the scene at the back door to Moria? Um, so you uh, get the Fellowship in there. They, they had tried going through the mountains, but the snow was too deep. And so um, uh, Boromir wanted to go uh, through Rohan, but they said it would take too long. And Gimli wanted to go through Moria. So they ended up going to Moria, and they're at the back door there. And there's the, the wizard, two humans, four halflings, an elf, a dwarf, and Bill the Pony. Okay. And so Gandalf lost his copy of Hooked on Elvish or Dwarvish or whatever. It was not Goblinese. This I am sure of. <laughs> uh, and so he couldn't get the door open. He could not get the door open. But anyway, so Frodo figures out the words, what, how to open the door. And they all figure, they go inside and they figure that housekeeping hasn't been there yet. So they decide, ah, we'll just, we'll go ahead and go the other way. Uh, but then there is the watcher in the water, or as I calls it, the land kraken, is pissed AF and uh, chases them all back into, back through the door into the mountain again. And then he, she, or I don't know what the proper pronoun is for a land, land kraken. Is it uh, that would be a Zur. I'm guessing it would be a Zur. Okay. So then Zur slams the door shut behind them, and of course hilarity ensues. But that's not really the point. Uh, my, my point is that there are some poems or songs within poems, or I guess well, poems within songs, which open doors to other places, other dimensions, other realities, if and only if recited properly while in the proper location. Now, the Crash Test Dummies song uh, is one of these, and I am certain of this. So I've got that figured out, but I got no clue where the where is. So if you ever run into that, let me know, and then we'll go do that again, and something something wonderful will happen, like a portal to hell. <laughs> Doom Eternal will launch. <laughs> it's actually a Denny's at Orlando, Florida. <laughs> oh, yay. Uh-huh. But, again, I digress, because that wasn't really my point. Uh, no, my really, this time, really, I mean a point is, what happened to Bill the Pony after the Fellowship set him loose at the back door to the Mines of Moria? And more importantly, did he get any other roles between then and when he was in A Clash of Kings? Now, do you remember that? Did you read, have you read the Thrones books? No. No, you have not. Okay, well, allow me to share the tale then. This is not a spoiler. This is just a thing that happens. I don't believe you. you, um, you you're aware that there's a wall there, right? Yes. There's a wall. And on the, other, on the north side of the wall are all the, the evil things. <clears throat> and so, and at the wall there is a castle, Castle Black, which is where the Brothers of the Night's Watch are posted. And they are responsible for guarding the wall and making sure that the evil on the north side stays on the north side. So anyway, okay. So, and occasionally they send, they send scouting parties out uh, to do reconnaissance on the wildlings. The wildlings are being the human critters that are living on the north side of the wall. And um, they, their leader is named Mance Raider, who is a former member of the Black Watch, or I'm sorry, the Night's Watch. Not really, that's just sort of a, an introduction, not really anything to do with the story. But anyway, so we have, a scouting party that is north of the wall, and they've been looking for, uh, you know, just any recon stuff. Look, they're looking for Lan- uh, Ra- Mance, not Lance, but Mance Raider, uh, and also where the wildlings are, have their camp set up and what have you. 
um, and things have not gone really well. Um, so they are, in fact, beating what you might call a hasty retreat. Um, and they've been traveling all night, and it is now the blackest hour before the dawn. And so I will read for a second here in the voice of the party's leader. His name is Corin Halfhand, and Corin is spelled Q-H-O-R-I-N, which is pretty cool in itself. And the guy's got half a hand. He's got half. So, I mean, he, he just rocks. <clears throat> so he says, We are not far from the place the wildlings died. From there, one man could hold a hundred. The right man. And Corn is looking at other guy. His name is Squire Dalbridge. And the squire bows his head. Because the squire is, is awesome with a bow. He's like, he's Mr. Apple off your head at a hundred yards. So, squire says, Leave me as many arrows as you can spare, brothers. And then he's like messing with his longbow. And see, my Garen has an apple when you're home. He's earned it, the poor beastie. And then at this point, Jon Snow realizes, because Jon Snow is with him. And you know who Jon Snow is. Yeah. Um, Kit Harrington. Okay. Um, he realizes, and this is young Jon Snow. He's, he's, he's very, very wet behind the ears. He realizes that Squire Dalbridge is staying behind to die. Um, and so this is like a significant moment for the future king of the north. Okay, so every time oh, I, I go back and I read that like at least once a day. Well, maybe not that much, but I read it a lot just because it's a beautiful passage the way that he, he writes it and puts it together. So anyway, a Garen is a small horse, Bill the Pony. So Squire Dalbridge set Bill the Pony free again to serve another tragic hero in another tragic story. And so the cycle of life. No, it's not the cycle, it's the circle. Although it could be a cycle. The circle of life begins again as it must do. Because the mines are no place for a pony, even one so brave as Bill. Bye-bye, Bill. I prefer the cycle of life to involve necromancy. <laughs> that's, that's, I, I knew that there was a reason for that. <laughs> that's why you're here. It's more of a Venn diagram. There's two circles connected. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, you see, though, it's a, it's a smaller place than we even thought. All right. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Gleep. His name is Sorian. And this is the real pants cast, often imitated, never duplicated, except no substitutes. All right. We have a very special show this month. Super surprise guest we have. Yes, we do. Tease, tease. But first, it's time to update the games we thought we wanted to play. <laughs> it's a new spin on an old segment in which we repeat a lot of stuff we said before. Maybe think of something new to say and hope against hope that this time things will be different. They will not. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> It is brought to you by the fine folks over at Jacques Cousteau's Not Gonna See Him No More Deep Water Witness Elimination Service. For when you care enough to have them swimming with the whale feces, all you gotta remember is call Jacques. That's right, the real business behind the science since the Mariana Trench was just a divot. Operators are standing by. <laughs> I bet you, I bet you it's, been, it's been a minute since you've had a Jacques Cousteau reference in your life, hasn't it? Maybe never. <laughs> well, I just, I, I'm happy I could be there for it. All right, boy, oh boy, what a difference a day or two or an hour uh, uh, can make. Um, new world. 
Um, so last time <laughs> that we recorded, I don't remember how much information we had um, uh, about... Had, had we gotten uh, information about the, the big changes that they were doing? Not really. I've, I've, the only real information I think we've gotten since then is people you know, playing the alpha and saying that it's not very good. Okay, but we, because uh, you had played in the alpha and it was good, then, or you, I, you were enjoying I it. I enjoyed it, and I think many other people enjoyed it. Because it was, it was a more true PvP experience at that point, right? Right. It was a, an experience that had content in it. Okay, okay. Um, but, it, but it was sort of orient, oriented, orientated, which is not really a word, uh, with a PvP game style... Um, as its, its focus, right? So it wasn't... Because, uh, um, I mean, you know, this being the year of the MMO, uh, we talked about that there are... Um, there's the sandboxes, and we've got the, um, uh, the theme park MMOs, um, and this was more sandbox, right? Right. Than that is correct. Theme park. Okay. Um, and there was, um, you know, it was... After that, um, that they came out with a, um, I don't know, how, how did we find out about it? There was, was there a... They posted it on Twitter. Uh, was, well, wasn't there a dev, a dev uh, blog thing? They've got this really weird thing. They're, it seems like New World is primarily communicating through Twitter. Yeah. And then they do, do these short little videos that are rarely more than, a, you know, a couple of minutes. Well, they've only done like... Two so far, right? Well, there were the introductory ones where they sort of introduced the world and uh, the critters and the magic. Well, that was before um, we knew everything was going to be, you know, topsy turvy. Cor- correct, correct. Um, and but since they it went topsy turvy, I think they've only done the one right where they came out and well, there was uh, a. Dr- so there was that one where they addressed the fact that they they were changing the game drastically, and there's been one more since then, which is um just talking about the the different factions in the game. That was was very brief. Okay, okay, because I I remember there being upset prior to the PvP one with one um, T Scott and um, and the other the other his translator. That is correct. <laughs> his hand. Yeah. His handler. Yeah. So they, so they posted um, about it on so, Twitter before um and then as they were started answering people's questions they realized they needed to make a a video about it i guess or they had already planned on releasing it at some point but they they, they let it slip on twitter first and then they posted the video. Ah. interesting thing that you, what you just said there the words you that came out of your face mouth yeah um so someone was commenting that all of the videos they have re- released subsequently were all recorded that everything they've released has was recorded in one session, because if you notice that the people that are in common are all they're wearing the same clothes, their hair is the same way. Right. It's it's just so it's kind of like they're not really answering anything new. They're just sort of progressing in their um, predetermined campaign on how they're going to handle these things. So uh, that's that's a you see I pay attention to these things now. I didn't really pay attention to them before, um, but um, you see. I'm a star citizen. I look out for these things. <laughs> yes. Never again. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah. So that that came out, and then um, uh, 
let's see. Then this last week, we got an article um, posted to the website, and I guess there was another one that came out since this, the Making, making Our Mark on Returnum, the Settlements and the Governance, and then uh, our friend uh, Psychophobic uh, posted a link to one, I think, that dropped today in which they're talking about uh, player housing. Um, and, uh, you know, I read, this, I read this one article, the Settlements and Governance, and I just thought, you know, this, the way that this is presented seems organized. It doesn't seem like what I necessarily want to play, but it does seem like there's at least some sort of a, a plan here. Um, right. So that, you know, that's certainly better than the opposite. Um, and then uh, what I think, and I listened to part of a video today that they were going over the, or the player housing thing, or maybe I skimmed it, I can't remember, but... It, again, it seemed like it, it had clear information and it wasn't just fluff, but I don't know that it's that it makes me happy in that, you know, this is the, the way that they're going to be doing this. And when you played the alpha, did it have anything anything like the player housing or the settlements in it at um, that point? I don't I don't know that I got to do anything like that. Uh but I, I didn't have a ton of time with the alpha, but I, I don't remember any sort of player housing or settlements. Okay. Um, the thing I, I noticed about the, um, the settlements thing sort of made sense. I, I really don't like the idea of there being, you know, a, a big switch in the middle of town and you go hit the switch and now you're in PVP mode. I, I just, I really don't like that. That is so immersion um, busting for me. Yeah. But... The rest of it, you know, and I'm sure I, I, I'm sure it's not like that. There's probably like some, you know, some clerk that you go register with or something. I don't know how they're actually doing it, but uh, there's some way that you flag yourself for PvP. But um, the rest of it, you know, it seemed okay. But I'm I'm kind of disappointed that there's not going to be any housing that you get to build yourself. I guess you get to customize the interior, but it's, it seems like there's a set number of houses per settlement or per settlement style and that like gta is just going to be instanced you know so you and i may live in the same building but we're going to have entirely different um uh, we're going to walk through the front door and then um you know unless we're you know sharing um quarters with each other or you know having over for a for a barbecue or something it's just there's not going to be there's not going to be any communal commonality in the player housing setup which makes me kind of sad because right? i was thinking there if, if there was going to be uh like a if you were going to if you here's your land build a house and you know sorry and you you get this room over here with with the balcony and the hot tub you know and i'll have the room over here behind the kitchen so i can make sure that i keep you know the the, the oven going you know then it's you know that feels a little bit more inviting and engaging than you know a thing where we all have you know the same type of quarters um i guess it would be you know something uh not in expectation or overall quality but something similar to warframe in that we all have our 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 orbiter ship um that is essentially the same thing we have the same set of rooms and areas to work with how we personalize that is up to us um i don't know i just i i like the idea of being able to to build my own place you know or not you know, you know, maybe if I want to rent a rent a standard room, I have that as an option, or I can build my own place. Right. So, 
for a PV for this type of game though, I I get where that maybe is not, you know, realistic. Um, you know, but I, I don't know because uh, did you played Star Wars Galaxies, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you know, had my you know the the houses weren't particularly interesting, at least in the areas that I got to build when I was playing the game. They weren't particularly interesting, but it was mine. You know, it was mine. And, yeah, you could decorate you know, it. Um, yeah. yeah, I could decorate it. And, you know, um, when I got it, you know, I had to talk to um, uh, another player character who was managing this this area. And he said, okay, you can have this lot or you can have that lot. And I said, okay, I'll take that lot. And, and um, you know, I think they even gave me a starter house and I got to, you know, um, uh, modify things a little bit but you know but it was more in my hand so I felt more I had more agency in the uh, in the uh, the whole thing which I, I think is important yeah but, okay I had one big issue um, with that kind so, of housing which was that uh, as, as Star Wars Galaxies kind of died off uh, nothing felt more barren than those towns mm. <laughs> it was just so okay. bad I mean it was just empty houses with no people as far as the eye could see and it was just ah. depressing. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the coronavirus made it there too. Huh? Oh yeah. <laughs> Time traveled even. Yeah. Oh, there you go. You know, we, we, it's, it's. I mean, certainly we don't mean to make light of, of you know, this this horrible situation, but if, sometimes laughter is all you have. Um, no I, kidding. I was, um, I was talking to. Um, I'd heard a, a comedian on satellite talking about, you know, uh, the whole situation where when AIDS became a thing back in the 80s, I guess it would have been, and how at that time, you might not even know this, at that time there was a very popular diet supplement candy called AIDS, and they went out of business overnight. Oh my God. <laughs> no, no one was going, was going to the drugstore to buy AIDS anymore. Um, so Mrs. G asked me tonight, she said, um, how do you think that this is working out for, uh, well, for the comedian I heard said, you know, I, I feel bad for all of these rest, all the restaurants named Wuhan, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, Wuhan cuisine. It's like, no, no one's, no one's going in there. And I'm, and my wife was saying, you know, well, what about Corona? I mean, you think Corona's taking a hit on this? And I, you know, that's a, that's a good question because God, when, when us human critters get scared, we, do, we react in weird ways. Yeah, we know? do. So, and it, you know, so thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers out to all those folks. And um, uh, you, you're, of course, aware of the um, of the Diamond Princess, the, uh, the the cruise ship that was in uh, in the, the bay off of I was it Tokyo, someplace in Japan that had all those uh, people on it. Uh, no. Oh, OK. So there was a, um, uh, a cruise ship and I think they're in the process of evacuating it now, but they had a couple of um, uh, positive cases. They were doing a. a a cruise through the um, um, through Asia, and uh, I guess a, a couple of people got on um, uh, in China, and uh, they were they they had been infected. They were they were not aware of it. But anyway, right. uh, a couple a couple people tested positive on the cruise ship, and so how they they dealt with it is they parked the cruise ship in uh, near Tokyo. I think it's near Tokyo, into off of the coast of Japan, and quarantine the ship at that point they said okay so we gotta you know we don't want to be having people coming on and off anymore we're going to quarantine the ship and um and then uh uh you know deal with the situation that way and so whatever quarantine procedures they had in place apparently didn't work very well um because right. they went they went from like two positive tests to like 400 and something um well, that's you know, sort like, of bound to happen isn't it 
you know, you know, kind of looking at it, you know, uh, in the rearview mirror, yeah, you're just kind of like, yikes, couldn't see that coming, could you? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the cool thing, and you know, again, uh, um, laughter is the best medicine. Uh, Mrs. G and I were lucky enough to be on the maiden voyage of that very ship. Hmm. Um, it went to Alaska in 2004. In, on that ship, and so in some strange way, I I feel this kinship to these people on uh, on this boat right now, and um, huh. um, I, I don't know that in three dollars and fifty cents will buy me a latte, but you know, <sighs> I'll get you a latte. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I really do hope that that these people are okay. So, okay, um, so um, we got um, we got this uh, information, and then the uh, the couple of posts on the um, uh, on the website on the uh, New World website, and all that stuff. It kind of feels a little less relevant to me now, um, yeah. Because I, I started to get a big old whiff of that mismanagement BS from a video that dropped uh, on Monday of this week. And this was the one from Kira TV, um, and the title of the video, if, if those of you at home want to play, uh, is This Isn't Good, New World 2020 Dev Diary and Alpha. And Kira TV is K-I-R-A-T-V, all one word. And I, you know, I, I thought it was a fair and even review um, um, of, of, the, um, of the game. I mean, the guy seems like he's, he's pretty knowledgeable, has played a lot of different games. Um, he did not have any expectations for what New World would be beyond, you know, he knows the style of game that he wants to play, but he also is not holding a grudge like, hey, you know, you guys have betrayed me. It's like, I just know now that this isn't a game I'm going to want to play. Um, you know, so there are going to be other games I'm going to play, so that, that's okay. Um, and, um, you know, and so having lived a lot on the other side of those tracks, I mean, I can, I can admire being able to stand in that place and have that opinion of, uh, of a game that you've been following for a while. Um, and I aspire, I aspire to that, that level of enlightenedness. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I would encourage anyone that's interested to give that, that video a listen on the YouTubes. Um, but what kind of the points that he hit that I thought were, uh, worth discussing here is that uh, another alpha test began a few days ago and that reports from that test and I and I don't know what his sources are I went searching a little bit I was not able to find anything uh, much maybe you were but um, but they were saying that the gameplay feels kind of empty and pointless um, which is not a thing that you want to hear you know um, but you know, given um, what they had said about uh, the uh, change in direction following the first alpha test, um, you rip the backbone out of a game. I guess you know you got to expect that something like this is um, is at least a strong possibility. Absolutely, yeah. I, I don't really understand what the goal of the game is now, to be honest. Like, I just, I just don't get it. Yeah. Well, that was um, that was kind of I think what what he was uh, was saying too is that the people that were were playing it were saying you know there was you know there were things to look at and things to go touch and things you know buttons to click and what have you, but that it became pretty clear pretty quickly that it's just it's not going to have staying power, 
whatever it is, um, and that at some point it's going, you're going to lose momentum and not have any motivation to follow through on developing your character, developing your community, developing your faction, uh, defending your faction against other factions. Um, and God, if it doesn't have, if it doesn't have just huge, strong momentum, uh, in, in those areas, then you, you got to say, what's the point? What's the point of the game? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we'll have the corrupted um, events, I so, guess. And I just don't, I don't know what there is beyond like a few, you know, NPCs and some small events here and there. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I did, you know, and I, and I do want, I don't want to be, you know, me too negative, Nancy. I did like, you know, in that one post that they put up there, you know, and the way that I've heard a couple of people explain it. Um, I, I like the idea that you have a settlement, you know, so there's that level of organization, which is sort of, you know, I, Gleep can't have his, his, um, um, his Quonset hut on the edge of town. He has to live, you know, on, on Oak street along with everybody else, you know, in instanced, um, apartments or what have you, but I get it. Okay. That's fine. Um, but the nice thing is that you always have this thing, this settlement that you're defending. You know, that that's, so there is, I guess in some way, there's going to be a sense of ownership there. And I, you know, it's hard for me to say for sure, because I haven't seen it, but you know, the way they explained it is, you know, you're going to live here, you're going to work here, you're going to help with community projects, you're going to, um, have, um, uh, this is going to be your home base, um, that you're going to become, you're going to have some connection to it and want to defend it if it is either invaded by the um, uh, the forces the in, the inf infect I, I want to call them infected is infected right it's, it's corrupted why am I thinking that's from I'm thinking from another game yeah. corrupted okay who where which game do we play is are the infected um, mm. oh Christ I've been too many zombie games yeah. um, but um, anyway so I thought that you know that was good but you know, if if there isn't if that mechanic isn't working, you know, then so what? You know, it's just not it's not. But you know, and a thing that he brought up that you know, and I'm I'm kind of like scratching my head. It's like why? What what are they doing? What are they thinking here? Um, and then he brought up a point, uh, Mr. Kira TV, um, that uh, how and I was just not aware of uh, of this uh, prior to him saying it um, that. New World, how the New World idea came into, into being was that Amazon had bought up some smaller developers and then he gave them a bunch of money and said, go build us a game, you know. And, uh, and I, I'm sure that that's an oversimplification, but um, however that actually came together, uh, it seems like there was this guy and this guy who was heading up the project. And so I assume that this guy went to meetings and in the meetings he presented plans and designs and concept stuff to, you know, higher ups at Amazon, um, saying, this is what we're going to do. You know, we've got Lumberyard. This is how we're going to leverage the power of lumber. Cause it looks beautiful. The, the stuff that you see, I mean, it looks, it looks stunning. Yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, and you know, sort of on a tangent, um, uh, Epic, the Epic launcher, Epic games had, uh, uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance for free, you know, so it's, you know, 
you know, they found Gleep, Gleep's price point. <laughs> so I went out there and I got that, and I didn't realize that it was done in CryEngine. Yeah. It is beautiful. It's a, it, a much more recent beautiful. version of CryEngine than, like, Star Citizen, for example. It is beautiful except for the teeth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> beautiful but realistic, right? Or, sorry, realistic but yeah. not beautiful. Yeah. It's just, it's like, man, so someday they're going to get teeth figured out you know or there's gonna be like a teeth module <laughs> uh but anyway so yeah the, the the game the game looks beautiful but i'm just back to this guy this guy and i don't know what his name is um i'm sure that he was there and there were meetings and they said okay so we're gonna do this pvp game okay and this is how your people are gonna spawn in here and this is they're going to uh, these, these are going to be the motivations. These are, these are going to be the gameplay loops. Uh, these are going to be the themes, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I've got to think somebody with, um, with uh, the little A on their, on their polo shirt just said, mm-hmm, okay, that's good, that's good. Um, and then they had the first alpha test and a bunch, because like in the alpha test, you didn't actually have to own the game to be in the alpha test, right? I don't believe so, no. Yeah, um, so you potentially had like a bunch of people that hadn't even spent any money on the game getting really pissed off uh, that it is this game that they had been describing to Amazon prior to this for all of this time. And so then, you know, when, when the smoke cleared off of that, you know, this guy whose name we'll never know now, he's gone. And we have one T Scott uh, in there now, and he's uh, he's going to uh, going to save the day for us, and then and a select group of devs who, uh, you know, begin uh, pimping the Azothian theory craft, like you know, tomorrow's tacos will never hatch. You know, I mean, it just it just <laughs> at that point, you know, sort of knowing that I I see these these little short videos they're doing, and it's like, oh my god, this is just this is real fluff. I mean, they're they're just really. They're not really, they're talking about such veneer stuff. They're not talking about the stuff below the surface that is going to make this a good game. They're, they're talking about the shiny on top stuff. And at some point, you know, the more you talk about that, the more skeptical I get of what isn't underneath. Yeah. Oh, I found the, um, the guy you were talking about, by the way, and I found the quote that everyone's been banding about, if you think we should read that. Oh, sure. Please. <clears throat> so the guy's name is uh, Patrick Gilmore. He was the game director for New World, and I, I believe is not anymore. And the quote is, "Yeah, The spine of the game is player versus player combat. You'll probably be murdered in New World. So yes, players will be able to freely kill other players, but we have a number of systems like Sanctuary and Criminal Justice, which add interesting consequence and drama to that experience. I came to realize that the constant press of danger was fundamental to the thrill of the game. Making a new world a peaceful world would deprive players of the stakes and drama of trying to forge a new life in an uncaring and supernatural wilderness. There you go. So, there you go. Spine of the game. Gone. Spine of the games. Spinectomy. <laughs> so exactly. that's right. When you when you when you remove the spine, you get a one T Scott. Get one T Scott and and a bunch of people just saying, "Oh, you know, it's the island's alive. Yep, the island's alive. Look at it. Look at see over there. See that all that stuff moving? That's alive over there." Is there really one T in his name? That really bothers me more than anything else. 
<laughs> well, because, I mean, mistake or mistake me if I'm wrong. No. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Scott with one T is a is an is an ethnicity or a nationality, right? Like, like if you Scottish. Say, I don't know. Yeah, he is a Scott. That person is a Scott. I believe is spelled S C O T. Huh. You know, I don't know. So probably. I I, I think that's right. So you know, I, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, that's not politically correct, dude. You know. <laughs> I am. I'm most certainly not that guy. But I, see, I need some. I need something on on Scott with one T uh, to hate him because he has destroyed a thing I loved, even though I didn't know I loved it six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I, I need. I need you, I, Scott. I need you to put on this black cowboy hat so I can shoot it off your head. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I. I, I, I don't know um, exactly what happened. Um, but you know, at some point I just got no more fucks to give, you know, I mean, it's, I pre-ordered this game after swearing I would never pre-order anything again Yep. because I'm an over optimistic piece of shit addicted to shiny games and shinier promises of never been done before gameplay. Well, I mean, everybody, you know, a lot of people we knew played it, including me, and I really enjoyed it, um, you know, at the time and, uh, we pre-ordered it before they gave the news that, Hey, you know, by, I know you just paid for the game, but by the way, uh, we, ch- we changed everything. Don't worry about it. Like, what <laughs> What the hell? I know. I know. It's it's really, you know, it's... Uh, I don't, I don't want to draw too many connections back, but, you know, it, it's kind of like the situation with, um, with uh, Star Citizen Persistent Universe. Um, uh, not so much Squadron 42, because that's a single-player um, experience. But, you know... Now, what we're what that community is looking forward to is theaters of war, you know. So it's like, yeah, you know, you're it's like, I, you know, I'm back to my Imagine trailer, you know, years 100. It's like, you know, I, I want to be that guy, I want to be the guy that you know that goes and lands on that planet for the first time, uh, contracts a horrible disease and dies. But then when I respawn. <laughs> my aunt or my my inheritors will uh, be able to say my daddy was the first person to die on that planet and no one's ever gone back since because everyone that goes there dies <laughs> <laughs> but but you know you know what i mean it was the it was that it was the fulfillment of imagination you know or it was the um, sort of uh, if imagination is a call into the void it was the response to that call and um uh that that doesn't, um, you know, if that doesn't, uh, that's different than, hey, plant, here's Planet Side 3 or whatever it is. You know, and I, I looked at, uh, there's a new drop for Planet Side 2, which I have not played in years and years and years. And wow, that's a pretty uh, impressive looking game now. Yeah. For that, for that type of game, yeah. So yeah, They split off into their own studio from Daybreak, and I, I think that's going really well for them. And I'm, I might actually try the game again. It's going so well. Well, isn't there a Planet Side Three coming too? I don't know as well. I, I remember hearing a rumor about that, but I don't know if that was like confirmed or anything. Now, is that still? Are they still affiliated with Sony? Yeah, yeah. Oh, is Sony Online Entertainment still a thing? Yeah, like okay. Day, Daybreak is still. I think Sony. I think Sony Online Entertainment is basically Daybreak now, and Daybreak uh, still publishes or whatever, um, or still acts in that okay. capacity for the new studio, which I can't remember the name of right now. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 
so but anyway point being is that that is that's not a destination you know no. that's not no. that's not a destination that anyone signed on for back in you know in whenever yeah and i don't want to uh, crap on it too much because i i am interested in that and i think it's going to be a great way to to test gameplay in a way we haven't gotten to before but it's definitely something that should have happened like three years ago not you know 2020 sure 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 i mean and i i would ask why why isn't this just an extension to arena commander you know you and I know that those ground vehicles is a thing. So put a put a planet in put a, pl- a small planet in Arena Commander. Is this ba- you know why is this its own mode or is this like because I would argue that maybe Star Marine would be a better place for that, but I don't know. Or you know, I mean, combine the whole thing into one. You know, the game. It, it was all it was all supposed to be um, stuff that you did in your. Uh, it's not Hollow Deck. What was that that <laughs> that little that little uh, truck tire that you climbed into um, and closed the door. Um, the sim pit. The simulator thing. What was that thing? Cause we, and it actually worked for a little bit, I think, once or twice, where you climbed into the thing and it would launch Arena Commander. Um, I, I think that's been broken for so long that I've never seen it. It, it could be. That could be. But anyway, there was this... Um, there was this... It looked like a large donut that was in your hangar and you would uh, you would hit a button and uh, a door on the side would flip up and you would get inside and the door would close and then you were inside this simulator and um, hmm. and so that was supposed to be your persistent universe access to the um, the simulation for purposes of training and testing and all that sort of stuff um, in the context of the PU being. Um, Real life, right? Yes, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so anyway, I think I, I have figured out that um, um, L- lumberyard bad <laughs> because, <laughs> because I'm you know lumberyard bad. Um, so I and I, I I'm assuming you don't mind if we discuss this, but you did go ahead and refund uh, the game. Oh correct? no, I don't mind at all. Um, I, I honestly, I was kind of intending to refund the game anyway. I hadn't gotten around to it. And then you sent me that video and I was like, well, this is the, the final little push that I needed to, to get rid of this and get my money back. So yeah. I just, yeah, I had good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause it's, and it's, I'm not saying that it's never going to be a good game, but it's just sort of, sort of thing. It's like, you know, I'm more angry at myself for having pre-ordered. Yeah. Um, than uh, than I am for, um, how it is that their process has played out because you know in in the end I mean it's their company they're doing what they want to do you know and, and I, I I would imagine there's probably somebody at the top at Amazon you know who's fresh out of grad school who came in and said nah my research shows that you're going you know if you turn this into Animal Crossing 2 that people are going to like it a lot better you know and so boom pretty soon they're going to have you know you're going to have cute little purple ducks Probably not far off. You know, so it just it smells like you know somebody in a suit coming down and saying, "Hey, uh, survey survey says you know uh, we're going to make more money if we you know we're going to have happier clients here here that is more money um, if we if we um, um, you know make it easier 
make it easier, make it less scary, and um, uh, try to appease uh, these people that are screaming um, on the internet. It's like, I, anyway, we shall see. Because I, I, I think um, I have not refunded yet. I, don't, I, I do want to investigate and make sure that I, I don't hold, hold on to it too long, that I can't refund it. Um, because uh, the beta is not until April, uh, so and then the release is supposed to be in May. But it's interesting that the video that we've been talking about from Cura TV, uh, I think it was in that one where he said, you know, they're either going to release this completely ass backwards illogical piece of crap in May, or they're going to have to punt on release by a year and a half, a year to a year and a half. Yeah. Um, if if they're going to turn this into the game that they just claimed they've changed it into, um, so I, I'm you're a developer. I'm not. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't. I'm not. I can't credibly throw around uh, uh, numbers like that. Is that. Does that sound about right to you? I don't think that's unreasonable at all. Honestly, I think that might be conservative, if anything. Yeah. So well. All right, you know, and I again, I was like I said, I'm, I'm mostly angry at myself in this because I had been hopeful that uh, New World was going to be my forever MMO, but you know, oh well, and it's, you know, it's kind of it's kind of weird, you know, it's it's kind of like you know you're chasing after you're chasing after that one girl in high school for years and years and years, and and the whole time you've you've got this really, you know, good female friend who would be like a perfect. You know, but she's just, she's not a looker. She's not a looker like, like the, like the, the head cheerleader, you know, and, yeah. and that, and that girl's name is Project Gorgon. <laughs> <laughs> and you find out that true love was right beside you all along. <laughs> you find, what was her, what was her name in Napoleon Dynamite? Um, the girl with the ponytail. Um, oh shoot. You, you've seen Napoleon Dynamite, Yes, right? I'm trying to remember her name. The, the one with the pony, the one that, that like, she, the we we meet her when she comes to Napoleon's front door with those like beaded bracelet things and and like is so embarrassed she just like drops the whole thing and like leaves and he's like, ah, <laughs> you know. But and you know, in the end they end up playing tetherball together, so that's you know, it's it ends well. So. Is it Deb? Is her name Deb? I think that might be right. And then, and then, when, and it was so cute when Napoleon gets a little bit of a little bit of jealous when uh, when Pedro like asks her to the prom, you know, and he's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> so are you, you gonna like take Deb to the prom? I don't know. <laughs> that was such a good movie. Oh my god, it's such a good movie. All right, so um, all right, so what do we? Um, we're gonna talk about. Project Gorgon in great detail um, here in a little bit with our secret uh, our secret special guest, uh, but there were some other games that we were keeping an eye on. So I guess to to finish up with New World, we're, it's just going to be it's going to be wait and see. I know that um, we have a couple of other friends that we've been playing with who have the game and are um, probably a little less critical than we are, um, uh, and so I think that they're going to. Um, they'll be able to report back to us if it's any good or not. But, you know, it's at some point you just kind of think, you know, it's like, are, are enough of my friends going to want to play this too that I'm going to have friends to play with? Because, you know, when it comes down to it, it's like, you know, if, if my friends aren't playing it, then I got to look at, is this something that, um, you know, 
because do I want to separate myself from from them during playtime, or do I want to, you know, um, uh, you know, ha it just it make it makes it hard. It's like you know what what do what you know. It's like you know you're a you're a, um, um, uh, you you play Magic the Gathering your entire life, and then all of a sudden you know your friends want to uh, you know the card game. Gwent. <laughs> All your friends want to play Gwent. What do you do? Do you learn to play Gwent, or do you just go like, I'll find new friends. I'll, I never liked you guys anyway. I'll, I'll let you know when I figure that out because everybody seems to be playing military sims lately, and I, I've just kind of been alone. I know, I know. It's hard. It's hard. It just doesn't. Um, it's it's tough. But you know what? I mean, it's we all got together the other night and played. Uh, played bumper cars and so that was fun that so. was a lot of fun i really enjoyed that it's yeah, a siege and, uh, in case anyone's curious yes but besiege yeah it's it's if um i'm a, it may still be on sale for four dollars and 99 cents it just went to version 1.0 and it is it is adorable <laughs> it is um and it's also it's also a lot of fun uh, but you know, one of the reasons why I had picked that up was, you know, I wanted, that was one of the things like from new world that I want is I want to be involved in these huge siege battles. And so I was, you know, play around with little toy siege, uh, engines and then, you know, maybe learn a few things, uh, so that I can translate to, um, uh, to the, to the big kid playground. Um, but, oh, well, um, we just have to. Do bumper cars instead. That's how I feel about uh, uh, Starbase as well. I, I think building stuff in that game for sieges and huge battles is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I'm that's one of the ones I, I, I definitely want to um, to uh, talk about here before we uh, before we pause. Um, but before that, I want to talk about La uh, Last Oasis, uh, which is um, uh, currently in a closed beta. Um, and uh, I, to get into that beta, you had to have a, a fairly well-organized uh, PvP clan already in existence. It wasn't a thing where it's like, you know, hey, everybody show, everybody show up and, and we'll, we'll um, you know, we'll eeny, meeny, miny, moe uh, teams together. Yeah. It's, it's going to be, we, we want people that, that have been playing together and can work together to help us test um, this uh, PvP system. So... Um, Steam has it uh, slated for release in Q1 of this year, hmm. so um, you know, and it's it's got you know it's battle for territory. Um, it's it, I think it's interesting in that you can't you can battle for territory, you can capture territory, but at some point uh, the uh, the land turns sour and you have to move on. Uh, so that's that creates an interesting dynamic, I think. Um, and I heard a, I heard a video where somebody was describing how that works um, um, in the back office, um, and uh, the way that the team is manipulating physical servers to support um, uh, this migration process. Um, hmm. And it's 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 way over my head, um, but it, it just it seemed like they were. They were doing um, a thing in the real world to make uh, the experience in in our in our virtual world um, more make more sense and be more thematically sustainable. Because I guess the, the overall idea of Last Oasis is that um, uh, the world is over. Okay, 
Um, and uh, of course, water is the most important resource. And uh, so you, um, you, it's a ver you travel in tribes, I guess. I don't know what um, um, what the uh, the uh, the ordering of collective groups in the game is going to be. I'm assuming like tribes and then clans and then maybe um, I don't know kingdoms or something. I, I don't know how they're going to do that. How many levels of that they will have, but you got to be on the move and you can build your own structures. You can take your structures apart and pack them up and take them with you. And it doesn't matter whether they're made out of wood or stone or what have you. You can disassemble, load it up on, on your, your vehicle that you construct, and then move the whole thing um, off to the next location. And if for real IRL reasons you can't make the migration, you do have the option of loading everything up and then moving it off to a boundary of the play area um, and I don't know how this will actually work, but in theory, I guess you can essentially just step out of bounds and then when you come back in again, you'll still have your stuff, but it won't be, so you won't lose everything if you can't log on at three o'clock in the morning because the planet is moving, you know? Um, uh, but, and they're supposed to have this be warnings, you know, ahead of time to, to allow people to, to make plans. Yeah, I believe the video I saw basically said, uh, you know, you can you pack up everything on your ship or not ship, but it's more of a vehicle, I suppose. But uh, yeah, you walk to the edge of the, the current map, which is just the, you know, the actual playable area. And as soon as you're out of those, you know, bounds, you pop up into a, uh, a map of like an overworld and you can spend resources to travel to different maps, which I imagine each one of those is probably its own server. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Obviously, they've given this some thought, so I, I, which is good. You know, I think is 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 good. A, you know, I mean, it, you could if they had given it any thought, and they and they, you know, didn't have a clue about how they wanted to deal with it, they could just say, "Well, dude, I'm sorry that you know, uh, if uh, if the volcanoes start going off and you're still there, you're dead. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter what time of day. Right. Um, you lose everything that you work for. Um. Uh, but it, instead, it, it sounds like they're 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 working with a way to make it. You have to you have to be invested. They're not going to take care of your stuff for you, but they're going to provide you with a way to do that for yourself, which I think is is a a, a good way of gamifying that uh, thematic reality, I suppose. Yeah, I like that you can leave an area of interest and. In, um... You know, you're, you're safe, but you're not really doing anything. But at least you, you don't have to be online all the time or have someone online all the time in shifts to protect your stuff like you do in ARC or other survival games. Right, right. Um, and they've got, um, they've got a, a big drop coming now too, right? The ARC? Yeah, the Genesis update's supposed to come out pretty soon, I think. Yeah. I've, uh, you've played the ARC. Um, how, how is that on... Uh, what do you like about the game? What do you not like about it? Um, I, I think it's pretty fun overall. You can you can build lots of different stuff. Um, the boss fights are, are pretty cool. Getting to tame dinosaurs is interesting, but the the balancing aspects of the game are just just miserably designed. Um, you know, spending three hours. This is all with default settings, but like spending three hours to um, to tame a triceratops, for example, or um, running into a random legendary dinosaur on the starter beach that just wrecks your your whole sort of business. 
and um, you know maybe it finds your house and starts wrecking that too. You know, you start the wrong mm. fight, and, and it can ruin all your progress. And then there's the whole the whole thing with, um, like I said, having to, having to have shifts to protect your stuff uh, in open world PvP in that game. And then there's also uh, they let you bring stuff from one server to another if you bring it to the right place. Mm-hmm. So you have I don't know if this is still true, but it was a couple years ago. You'd have uh, huge, like, mega clans of, you know, maybe Russian or Chinese people, typically. I mean, it could be anybody, you know, whatever. Um, Sure. And they would come in, and they would just steamroll the whole map because they had the scariest dinosaurs, the most resources, and they would gather everything and kill everyone and destroy everything and, and then suck all that stuff back to whatever their main server was and they they would just go like a, a locust plague destroying servers resistance is futile yeah it really was <laughs> you know i mean i would hate to be i would hate to be on the receiving end of that i mean i would not be made happy by that but you know it's that that that, that gives you skin in the game i suppose you know i mean that that potential of that reality but um, it also it also makes you questions like okay do I is there something else I would rather be playing <laughs> yeah I mean for a lot of people it was inevitability if you played on a public server I mean they they were gonna get to you eventually right <laughs> could you do they have like a website you can go to to find out when you hit when they had you scheduled <laughs> <laughs> probably can you those guys with ships can you tell us when we're scheduled for annihilation <laughs> just that level of bureaucracy. Yeah, Here's our yeah, roadmap exactly. for killing everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I got the thing, like, if it was modern Nazis doing the same sort of things they did back then, they'd have, like, a Trello board moving different countries across. Like, all right, that's some progress. So move that to done. Very good, Jeremy. Uh, good progress. <laughs> you know, I just, like, uh, I'm thinking of Hitchhiker's Guide uh, to the Galaxy and the Vogon Destructor Fleet, you know? <laughs> <laughs> It's well. It's been it's been posted in your galactic po- in your galactic post office for the, the last you know three million years. What did you expect? I <laughs> <laughs> know what you're talking about. Um, so uh, before we leave, last away, um, uh, what do you think about it? My sense my sense in discussing it with you a couple of times is, is that you're not particularly excited about that game. I'm not super excited. Um, if it comes out and there's good reviews, I might pick it up. Um, yeah, it really just depends on how well the game is received. It looks like it could be good, but uh, I've, I've been mm-hmm. hurt before and recently. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, my my question that I um, obviously I, that can't be answered until after it's out is how many people are going to play this game? Because if it's if you don't have enough people, then it's it's not it's not going to be a PvP game anymore. It's just going to be, um, you know, a large pve game i guess um with the possibility of you know running into some a visitor from the far east who is going to uh, steamroll uh you and take your your stuff um yeah i wonder i guess yeah i don't know that's it's a big question but there it has aspects that i like um i like the um you know you got you the stuff is yours as long as you can hold on to it and their stuff is yours as long as you can take it. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, um, you know, I, be careful what I wish for because I suck at, at games. But, you know, it's in, I, I guess I am sort of looking for that Eve replacement um, 
because I, I just, you know, for all the reasons we've talked about before, you know, Eve is just not the thing that I, I want to do with my time. And I, um, but, you know, so we'll see. Q1 of this year, um, we're keeping a, an, an eye out. And, 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 and Deb with the ponytail and the beaded bracelets, she's a really good MMO. MMO, 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 MMO. And right now we have a wolf, a, a wolf. We have several wolves in the game, but there's one wolf right in there just working his tail off um, to, uh, to make it a good experience for everybody. So um, Absolutely. That needs, that needs to be acknowledged too. Um, all right, so um, talk talk a little bit about the Starbase. Um, oh uh, your thoughts on it? Um, I I I see. I watch the videos, um, and they continue to impress me. And according to Steam, uh, the release for this one is going to be this year as well. So, um, you know, and uh, again, my question for that game is how big of a community will they attract and be able to support? Uh, but because what's the name of the of the company again? Frozen Bite. Frozen Bite. Because they're the trying, the trying folks, and uh, going back and revisiting the, the progression of trying games, uh, they they are a talented group of people, and so yeah. uh, um, that that definitely in, um, is encouraging to me. Uh, but um, I I'm interested in what you think are the um, what's the potential of the game, and what are the things that we should be looking for. Um. I think there's a, a lot of really interesting stuff they have going on there that makes it have the potential of being as interesting as Eve. Um, you can have like, as, as far as I know, I think you can have, they said like a hundred players sort of in a space and any more than that might get streamed out or something. So there's the, there's the potential for um, having a lot of interactions with a lot of people um, really interested in the ship building mechanics and just seeing the, the wide variety of ships and what that brings to the economy. You know, people's trying out okay. different, um, trying out and researching different processes for mining and refining ore and all that different kind of stuff. And, you know, can we optimize, you know, this aspect of the factory that makes these ships to make them, you know, a little bit better or make them a little bit faster or cheaper? There's that, there's so mm -hmm. much potential for the, um, the economy to be absolutely fascinating and the, the, the programming aspect of it is is really interesting to me. Um, I think there's there's a lot of potential for different systems to be made in that game. Like, obviously, the one that comes to mind is the automation of building different things, or maybe even the automation of uh, of mining or different aspects of combat. But the, if you can take mm -hmm. it so much further, like imagine, um, you know, you've got a, a player written email system from scratch. That's incredible oh. to me. Oh, okay, okay. Um, do we know um, what their their backend structure is going to be like? Is it going to be one logical server, or is it going to be? Are there going to be shards? Uh, I think it's more along, as far as I can tell, and I'm I'm, I'm guessing based on videos that I've seen, but it seems uh -huh. like um, well, it's, it's it's a pretty well educated guess, I guess. Um, so basically, there will be a player in the area that will be hosting and doing the physics within different chunks. So like a, a, a okay. certain area, um, let's say, or a certain size. And with if you're within that area, um, you will be a client to that host, or you'll either be the host, um, and that person will be responsible for um, sort of simulating the physics. And if there's if there's no players okay. in an area, there should there really won't be um, physics happening. 
So it's, it's a very dynamic system where they're not really going to be hosting um, physics servers, at least. I'm, I'm sure they'll have like the backend services that save the, the data for a space. Uh, it's sort of on their side, okay. but um, it will it will be a dynamic system where they will not be hosting all the servers, which means they can have pretty much an infinite amount of space and an infinite amount of players in that space. They just might not be all able to see each other all the time. So it's kind of like a dynamic peer-to-peer. Kind of, yeah. Process. It's not. It's not. Um, if we have any technical listeners, I have no idea if we do. Um, it's not mm-hmm. actually peer-to-peer, but it will be, you know, my computer to your computer. Like, I, okay. one person will okay. be the host, whereas peer-to-peer, like everybody's the host, basically. And and have they placed any kind of a cap that you're aware of upon? how much of my processor they're going to be using to mine bitcoins. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it'll be way too busy with uh, with physics for that. Okay, let's hope. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, because I, I think Elite Dangerous does some sort of a, a peer-to-peer um, structured thing. I don't know, you know, I don't know how, how it works, but I know it's not... What I've heard is it's not all... Everybody doesn't exist on... Isn't dependent upon the same server resources um, uh, in the way that games like Star Citizen will be. Right. You know? Um, so, well, that's good. I mean, if, if, if you can logically have, uh, you know, because that's what they're talking about that in, um, back into New World, they're talking about uh, 1,000 to up to 2,000 players um, on the, in the same world, which is it's a pretty you know that's that that's a lot of people. Um, so I don't know if um, if that's enough um, or how they will handle um, uh, spinning up additional servers for people, um, or um, probably more importantly, how they will how they will com- contract um, uh, players onto servers. I don't know how they would resolve conflicts between different uh, different excuse me, different groups. But yeah. anyway, um, I, yeah, I, I mean, that's, you know, as lo- that's one of those things, is, as long as it works, I don't, I, don't need to, I don't need to know how that sausage was made. Um, I just, I, I like the idea of us being able to, back to what we had talked about several times before, I like the idea of us being able to be involved in huge battles, in huge battles where we have an interest um, in the outcome beyond just being a part of, um, of you know, being a part of a Zerg. I mean, being a part of a Zerg is fun too, but, you know, it's different when you've got all these people involved in the same battle and in the end, you're either going to lose a bunch of stuff that you've worked very hard to build and collect or you're going to win a bunch of stuff that somebody else worked very hard uh, to collect and build um, and be able to do the wah-ha-ha-ha dance, you know, because I think that's the, you know, that's really what we're all after is the wah-ha-ha dance. Um, I think it's part of why I've been debating for a little while now, and I, I think I've made my decision pretty much at this point, but um, just trying out a, a more serious, like dedicated, focused group for a game. It's not really something I've done mm-hmm. before. And I, I have fun with TGWS, uh-huh. but it's not a it's not a focused group on you know one game where the, the economy is scalable, we've got you know very serious roles that people fill and, and that kind of thing. I think Starbase will be a mm-hmm. good game to try that kind of thing out. Kind of like uh huh, uh huh, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Looking and and again, that, and that's getting in on the ground floor of that. You know, being able to start that from scratch and uh, and grow with the rest of that game's community as they grow and uh, develop the environment, the gaming environment. So yeah, that, that's that's very exciting. Yeah, I know we're you know at least it's well it's it's, it's Wolf's uh, problem. I mean <laughs> I mean it's it's Wolf's uh, uh, group now, but. Um, when we started it out, it was um, when John and I started it. The idea was just to be just that. It's like that we're not going to be um, uh, regimented because we. The most important thing was to um, to to meet people, to develop friendships, to be able to have someone to play with. And now that we've done that, um, mission successful, then you know, um, certainly uh, branching out from there to um, to focus on. Um, a serious is probably not the right word, but I mean uh, something with with greater intentionality, you know. Right. Because uh, sometimes I think people think think of serious as you know, oh, oh so now you want to be a dick. <laughs> it's like, well, no, no, but I want to be very intentional about my goals for the game. That's a good point. I, I want to say focused more so than serious, because I, I still want right. to have. If I'm not going to have fun with something, I I will stop doing it, and I will stop doing it quickly. Um, yes, but if it's yes. if it's fun and I'm in a group of people that are very intentional on you know what they're doing or have intentions of what they're doing and um, we have the same intentions, I think that could be fun. Yeah. Yeah, intentionality. That was a word that I learned back during my uh, hippy dippy days of self improvement courses. Mm. <laughs> when uh, you know, when you would uh, you would seek enlightenment at, uh, at Borders Books, you know. <laughs> but it, I think it's a good word. Um, all right. Well, um, good. So we're um, we're keeping an eye on that. We have no idea. Have you heard anything about an, an alpha or um, any kind of a testing period for uh, for Starbase? I mean, I, I know there are people playing the game right now. I don't know how they got in or what that process looks like. Uh huh. Um, I'm I'm sure that if they asked you, you would be happy to join. I definitely would. I want to I want to test my programs on uh, on ships and try different ship designs. I think that would be a lot of fun. Now, is that um, the scripting language? Is that a Lua uh, scripting language game? No, it's a, a custom language called YOLOL. And it's... Um, you only live once? <laughs> I forget what it actually stands for now that you mentioned it. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's it, pretty basic. And every line is in, in, um, executed like one at a time. And there's like a, a 0.2 second delay, I think, between each line execution. So it's, it's pretty slow... Oh. Yeah, I think there'll be a lot of problems that you'll want to solve without code um, on purpose just so that you can oh, have things yeah. run as fast as possible. Did you ever do any um, any Lua scripting in, in Minecraft? Um, I did the Turtles the thing. Yeah, yeah. That was so satisfying. You know, just, you know, you know just something as simple as setting a turtle going digging you know a, a pit to the down to bedrock you know and <clears throat> and then it would come back up and you know dump its load and then you know you could do all the 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 pipes to do the sorting on all the materials and what have you but you know just making that that part of gameplay i think is is is, is a very exciting thing as well so and and it did not happen quickly you know i mean that the turtles did not move quickly so no. 
um, that's that's what that's what made me think of that. But uh, yeah, all right. Well, that's that's, that's excellent. We should um, we'll keep an eye on that. Keep talking about it. Um, but um, until then, uh, anything uh, anything else you wanted to talk before uh, talk about before we uh, uh, move on to Gorgon Gor- Gorgon Gorgon Palooza Gorgon Palooza. I don't know. Um, oh, I tried a, a Volson Lords of Mayhem. This game I backed up quite a while ago, but it's, um, you know, version 1.0 is out now. It's sort of like a, a nice, like, evolution of Diablo and, and Path of Exile. It's got a lot of new mechanics that I really like. So uh, give, uh-huh. give that a shot if, if you're into that sort of thing. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, um, I listened to a review of it um uh skill up you know him he's the australian guy and it's it's kind of like they they have layman's gaming is him and another guy and i don't know if they're brothers or not uh they could be uh but uh they're um you know like 20 something guys uh from australia who go to all the conventions and stuff and do reviews and and very very pleasant very pleasant fellows uh but he gave gave it a very a very positive review. He said that there were um, some bugs, um, but he said, you know, that you expect that, uh, but that um, he really liked the way that you can build out, customize building out your character. Um, you know, if you want to, because uh, I guess you have a, a choice of two different kinds of weapons or, um, uh, the or you have two hands. Yeah, so you can have a two-handed melee weapon or you can have a one-handed melee weapon and then have the other hand free to do something else like magic or, you know, a, a pistol or something like that. Yep, or shield, uh, so, all sorts of stuff. It can be yeah, so he said, you know... Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, so, I, so he said it was very versatile and um, allowed room for, uh, for creativity in designing the character that represents you in, in, in the world. So Yeah, if you've played um, Path of Exile, the, the skill tree is kind of like that, that big circle except there's multiple um concentric rings and you can spin mm-hmm. them so you can say i want to do agility kind of stuff and then i'm going to spin the wheel so that magic comes up next after that line or i'll spin the wheel so that uh so that you know hardcore you know melee warrior barbarian stuff comes up next and you can really okay. mix things around in that way cool Cool, and it's an ARPG. Is that what that's called? Yes. What does the A stand for? Action. Action role playing game. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. So it's. Um, I, I think that that's nice, especially given um, <laughs> given the uh, the um, the issues that the um, the mothership, shall we say, has been having <laughs> of late. It's nice to see another company come out and uh, be able to to fill that void. Yeah, they got a couple different. Um couple different games coming out like that that have some real promise some even like mmo types like um i think it's core punk is the mmo sort of one that's coming out it looks looks interesting and then there's um obviously path of exile 2 is going to be good because of course it is Mm -hmm. yeah yeah what did our what did our buddies over at blizzard they they did a an own goal thing this last week and i can't remember what it was now the what the warcraft Um, one warcraft 3 no, they didn't know. They they had another uh, another Foss Pox. Um, oh no. Um, maybe it wasn't a big thing. Oh, something. Uh, 
Young Ye was, was uh, reporting on it. A game that had been in development for years and then was canceled, leaked. Oh, yes. Um, the um, StarCraft third-person shooter game. Yes, yes. Uh, and it's just like, you know, there, I, nobody over at Blizzard can be having a good time right now. <laughs> I mean, it just, it's like, you know, what, what next? Gosh. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe uh, Brock. What's, it, uh, what's his name? Uh, Alan uh, Brack. Brock. The ponytail guy with the bowling shirt on. What's his name? Uh, David Allen Brock. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Maybe he'll uh, maybe he'll go uh, go to China or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that would be no great loss. I'm trying to be sensitive. I mean. People are suffering. So, all right. Um, okay. Well, let's uh, let's pause here for just a bit to swap out the batteries on our portal guns and see if we can get our very special guest in here without too much cellular degradation. Uh, we don't want no repeat of what happened last time, now, do we? Wink, wink. <laughs> because you know, both the boy and the girl were glad because one kid had it worse than that. Atomic batteries to power, turbines to speed. Okay, so you're supposed to say Roger, ready to move out. Roger, Roger. <laughs> you were watching Batman in the 1960s, weren't you? Of course I was. Of course. <laughs> of course you were.